0: part three chapter two section one of weird tales by e t a hoffman translated by j t billby this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter two in which by salvator rosa's intervention antonio scacciari attains to a high honour antonio discloses the cause of his persistent trouble to salvator who consoles him and promises to help him section 1 and antonio's words proved true the simple but salutary remedies of father boniface the careful nursing of good dame caterina and her daughters the warmer weather which now came all cooperated so well together with salvator's naturally robust constitution that he soon felt sufficiently well to think about work again first of all he designed a few sketches which he thought of working out afterwards antonio scarcely ever left salvator's room he was all eyes when the painter drew out his sketches whilst his judgment in respect to many points showed that he must have been initiated into the secrets of art see here said salvator to him one day see here antonio you understand art matters so well that i believe you have not merely cultivated your excellent judgment as a critic but must have wielded the brush as well you will remember rejoined antonio how i told you my dear sir when you were just about coming to yourself again after your long unconsciousness that i had several things to tell you which lay heavy on my mind now is the time for me to unfold all my heart to you You must know then that though i am called antonio Scacciati, the chirurgeon who opened the vein in your arm for you i belong also entirely to art to the art which after bidding eternal farewell to my hateful trade i intend to devote myself for once and for all ho ho exclaimed salvator ho ho antonio weigh well what you are about to do you are a clever chirurgeon and perhaps will never be anything more than a bungling painter all your life long for with your permission as young as you are you are decidedly too old to begin to use the charcoal now believe me a man's whole lifetime is scarce long enough to acquire a knowledge of the true still less the practical ability to represent it ah but my dear sir replied antonio smiling blandly don't imagine that i should now have come to entertain the foolish idea of taking up the difficult art of painting had i not practised it already on every possible occasion from my very childhood in spite of the fact that my father obstinately kept me away from everything connected with art yet heaven was graciously pleased to throw me in the way of some celebrated artists i must tell you that the great Annibal interested himself in the orphan boy and also that i may with justice call myself guido renni's pupil well then said salvator somewhat sharply a way of speaking he sometimes had well then my good antonio you have indeed had great masters and so it cannot fail but that without detriment to your surgical practice you must have been a great pupil only i don't understand how you a faithful disciple of the gentle elegant guido whom you perhaps outdo in elegance in your own pictures for pupils do do those sorts of things in their enthusiasm how you can find any pleasure in my productions and can really regard me as a master in the art at these words which indeed sounded a good deal like derisive mockery the hot blood rushed into the young man's face oh let me lay aside all the diffidence which generally keeps my lips closed he said and let me frankly lay bare the thoughts i have in my mind i tell you Salvatore, i have never honoured any master from the depths of my soul as i do you what i am amazed at in your works is the sublime greatness of conception which is often revealed you grasp the deepest secrets of nature you comprehend the mysterious hieroglyphics of her rocks of her trees and of her waterfalls you hear her sacred voice you understand her language and possess the power to write down what she has said to you verily i can call your bold free style of painting nothing else than writing down man alone in his doings does not suffice you you behold him only in the midst of nature and in so far as his essential character is conditioned by natural phenomena and in these facts i see the reason why you are only truly great in landscapes salvator with their wonderful figures historical painting confines you within limits which clog your imagination to the detriment of your genius for reproducing your higher intuitions of nature oh that's talk you've picked up from envious historical painters said salvator interrupting his young companion like them antonio you throw me the choice bone of landscape painting that i may gnaw away at it and so spare their own good flesh perhaps i do understand the human figure and all that is dependent upon it but this senseless repetition of others words don't be angry continued antonio don't be angry my good sir i am not blindly repeating anybody's words and i should not for a moment think of trusting to the judgment of our painters here in rome at any rate who can help greatly admiring the bold draughtsmanship the powerful expression but above all the living movement of your fingers it's plain to see that you don't work from a stiff inflexible model or even from a dead skeleton form it is evident that you yourself are your own breathing living model and that when you sketch or paint you have the figure you want to put on your canvas reflected in a great mirror opposite to you the devil antonio exclaimed salvator laughing i believe you must often have had a peep into my studio when i was not aware of it since you have such an accurate knowledge of what goes on within Perhaps I may replied Antonio, but let me go on. I am not by a long way so anxious to classify the pictures which your powerful mind suggests to you as are those pedantic critics who take such great pains in this line. In fact, I think that the word landscape as generally employed has but an indifferent application to your productions. I should prefer to call them historical representations in the highest sense of the word if we fancy that this or the other rock or this or the other tree is gazing at us like a gigantic being with thoughtful earnest eyes so again on the other hand this or the other group of fantastically attired men resembles some remarkable stone which has been endowed with life all nature breathing and moving in harmonious unity lends accents to the sublime thought which leapt into existence in your mind this is the spirit in which i have studied your pictures and so in this way it is my grand and noble master that i owe to you my truer perceptions in matters of art but pray don't imagine that i have fallen into childish imitation however much i would like to possess the free bold pencil that you possess i do not attempt to conceal the fact that nature's colours appear to me different from what i see them in your pictures although it is useful i think for the sake of acquiring technique for the pupil to imitate the style of this or that master yet so soon as he comes to stand in any sense on his own feet he ought to aim at representing nature as he himself sees her nothing but this true method of perception this unity with one's self can give rise to character and truth guido shared these sentiments that fiery man preti who as you are aware is called il calabrese a painter who certainly more than any other man has reflected upon his art also warned me against all imitation now you know salvator why i so much respect you without imitating you whilst the young man had been speaking salvator had kept his eyes fixed unchangeably upon him he now clasped him tumultuously to his heart antonio he then said what you have just now said are wise and thoughtful words young as you are you are nevertheless so far as the true perception of art is concerned a long way ahead of many of our old and much vaunted masters who have a good deal of stupid foolish twaddle about their painting but never get at the true root of the matter body alive man when you were talking about my pictures i then began to understand myself for the first time i believe and because you do not imitate my style do not like a good many others take a tube of black paint in your hand or dab on a few glaring colours or even make two or three crippled figures with repulsive faces look up from the midst of filth and dirt and then say there's a salvator for you just for these very reasons i think a good deal of you i tell you my lad you'll not find a more faithful friend than i am that I can promise you with all my heart and soul. Antonio was beside himself with joy at the kind way in which the great painter thus testified to his interest in him. Salvator expressed an earnest desire to see his pictures. Antonio took him there and then to his studio. Salvator had in truth expected to find something fairly good from the young man who spoke so intelligently about art and who it appeared had a good deal in him but nevertheless he was greatly surprised at the sight of antonio's fine pictures everywhere he found boldness in conception and correctness in drawing and the freshness of the colouring the good taste in the arrangement of the drapery the uncommon delicacy of the extremities the exquisite grace of the heads were all so many evidences that he was no unworthy pupil of the great renny But antonio had avoided this master's besetting sin of an endeavour only too conspicuous to sacrifice expression to beauty it was plain that antonio was aiming to reach annibal's strength without having as yet succeeded salvator spent some considerable time of thoughtful silence in the examination of each of the pictures then he said listen antonio it is indeed undeniable that you were born to follow the noble art of painting For not only has nature endowed you with the creative spirit from which the finest thoughts pour forth in an inexhaustible stream, but she has also granted you the rare ability to surmount in a short space of time the difficulties of technique. It would only be false flattery if I were to tell you that you had yet advanced to the level of your masters, that you are yet equal to Guido's exquisite grace or to Annibal's strength but certain I am that you excel by a long way, all the painters who hold up their heads so proudly in the Academy of St. Luke here, Tiarini, Gessi, Cementa, and all the rest of them, not even excepting Lanfranco himself, for he only understands fresco painting. And yet, Antonio, and yet, if i were in your place i should deliberate a while before throwing away the lancet altogether and confining myself entirely to the pencil that sounds rather strange but listen to me art seems to be having a bad time of it just now or rather the devil seems to be very busy amongst our painters nowadays bravely setting them together by the ears if you cannot make up your mind to put up with all sorts of annoyances to endure more and more scorn and contumely in proportion as you advance in art and as your fame spreads to meet with malicious scoundrels everywhere who with a friendly face will force themselves upon you in order to ruin you the more surely afterwards if you cannot i say make up your mind to endure all this let painting alone think of the fate of your teacher the great annibal whom a rascally band of rivals malignantly persecuted in naples so that he did not receive one single commission for a great work being everywhere rejected with contempt and this is said to have been instrumental in bringing about his early death think of what happened to domenicino when he was painting the dome of the chapel of st januarius didn't the villains of painters i won't mention a single name not even the rascals belisario and ribera didn't they bribe dominicino's servant to strew ashes in the lime so the plaster wouldn't stick fast on the walls and the painting had no stability think of all that and examine yourself well whether your spirit is strong enough to endure things like that for if not your artistic power will be broken and along with the resolute courage for work you will also lose your ability but salvator replied antonio it would hardly be possible for me to have more scorn and contumely to endure supposing i took up painting entirely and exclusively than i have already endured whilst merely a chirurgeon you have been pleased with my pictures you have indeed and at the same time declared from inner conviction that i am capable of doing better things than several of our painters of the academy but these are just the men who turn up their noses at all that i have industriously produced and say contemptuously do look here's our chirurgeon wants to be a painter and for this very reason my resolve is only the more unshaken i will sever myself from a trade that grows with every day more hateful upon you my honoured master i now stake all my hopes your word is powerful if you would speak a good word for me you might overthrow my envious persecutors at a single blow and put me in the place where i ought to be you repose great confidence in me rejoined salvator But now that we thoroughly understand each other's views on painting and i have seen your works i don't really know that there is anybody for whom i would rather take up the cudgels than for you salvator once more inspected antonio's pictures and stopped before one representing a magdalene at the saviour's feet which he especially praised in this magdalene he said you have deviated from the usual mode of representation Your Magdalene is not a thoughtful virgin, but a lovely, artless child, rather. And yet she is such a marvellous child that hardly anybody else but Guido could have painted her. There is a unique charm in her dainty figure. You must have painted with inspiration. And, if I mistake not, the original of this Magdalene is alive and to be found in Rome. Come, confess, Antonio, you are in love antonio's eyes sought the ground whilst he said in a low shy voice nothing escapes your penetration my dear sir perhaps it is as you say but do not blame me for it that picture i set the highest store by and hitherto i have guarded it as a holy secret from all men's eyes what do you say interrupted salvator none of the painters here have seen your picture no not one was antonio's reply all right then antonio continued salvator his eyes sparkling with delight very well then you may rely upon it i will overwhelm your envious overweening persecutors and get you the honour you deserve entrust your picture to me bring it to my studio secretly by night and then leave all the rest to me will you do so gladly with all my heart replied antonio and now i should very much like to talk to you about my love troubles as well but i feel as if i ought not to do so to-day after we have opened our minds to each other on the subject of art i also entreat you to grant me your assistance both in word and deed later on in this matter of my love i am at your service said salvator for both both when and where you require me then as he was going away he once more turned round and said smiling see here antonio When you disclosed to me the fact that you were a painter, I was very sorry that I had spoken about your resemblance to Sanzio. I took it for granted that you were as silly as most of our young folk, who, if they bear but the slightest resemblance in the face to any great master, at once trim their beard or hair as he does, and from this cause fancy it is their business to imitate the style of the master in their art achievements even though it is a manifest violation of their natural talents to do so neither of us has mentioned raphael's name but i assure you that i have discerned in your pictures clear indications that you have grasped the full significance of the inimitable thoughts which are reflected in the works of this the greatest of the painters of the age you understand raphael and would give me a different answer from what velasquez did when i asked him not long ago what he thought of sanzio titian he replied is the greatest painter raphael knows nothing about carnation this spaniard methinks understands flesh but not criticism and yet these men in st luke elevate him to the clouds because he once painted cherries which the sparrows picked at End of part three, chapter two, section one, recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.